welcome to the Domestic Fuel Cast, a podcast devoted to news and information about alternative fuels and energy, produced and hosted by Zimcom New Media. One of the major news stories of the moment is high food prices. On any given day lately, there have been literally hundreds of media reports generated about the crisis of high food costs worldwide, causing everything from food riots in Haiti to senior citizens on fixed incomes having to cut back on essential food items. A recurring theme has been to blame biofuels production for driving up the price of corn, wheat, and soybeans. When corn hit a record $6 a bushel in early April, the Grocery Manufacturers Association was quick to lay the blame squarely at the feet of ethanol, when in fact there are so many causes at work, it could actually be called a perfect storm. I recently spoke with two economists who have spent their entire careers studying farm and food prices. Jim Duffield is a senior agricultural economist with the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Economic Research Service. And John Urbanchuk is a director with the global economic analysis firm of LECG. According to Duffield, one of the primary factors for higher food prices worldwide is growing demand for food in many other developing nations. There's just been a major increase in worldwide demand for uh, food commodities. India and China and other parts of the world uh, have higher incomes now. They want uh, higher quality food, and our our exports of ag commodities are at all-time highs, and that's driving prices up. Other factors include wheat crop failures in Australia, currency fluctuations, and speculation in the commodities market. But most experts agree that the biggest factor in food price increases is higher energy costs. Urbanchuk with LECG recently released a report on the relative impact of corn and energy prices in the grocery aisle. When you take a look at the that the increase in, in raw commodity prices, corn and soybeans particularly, they play a relatively small role in determining retail-level food prices. And in fact, the work that we've done indicates that energy prices have roughly twice the impact that, that, that any individual commodities such as corn or soybeans do in determining retail food prices. When you look at the, the, the total CPI basket, the foods that are directly determined in large part by, by or, or where corn and soybeans play a major role, let's put it that way, uh, only account for 25 percent of the food basket. But Jim Duffield says there's no denying that the prices for those raw commodities are high and getting higher. Yes, they are uh, at all-time highs. I think there are probably some people that wouldn't believe the the prices that we're seeing today, uh, not only for corn and soybeans, but for wheat, all the major commodities. And again, it's not just biofuels driving it up. It's it's worldwide demand for these commodities. Of course, they're not going to go up forever, but uh, at least in the short run, the next year or so, I don't think we're going to see these prices drop back. Urban Chuck agrees the prices will not stay high forever. Prices go up and prices come down. I've been doing this long enough to realize that there are cycles. I think we're likely to see high prices probably for the next 18 months, maybe two years, and then I think we'll see some softening uh, as a consequence of one, some slowdown in demand, but obviously we'll see increased production as well. So, you know, what goes up comes down, and what's down eventually goes up. So from that perspective, I I think we're looking at at some period of of higher than normal, if you will, prices. Um, 
But the, the 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 other thing to keep in mind is that that we've got a renewable fuel standard now that that is very specific in terms of providing for 15 billion gallon a year or 15 billion gallons of ethanol from corn, and then providing incentives for other feedstocks, which would include bio-based biodiesel, uh, to take take to come into play after that. So that combination of high prices that is going to stimulate investment and stimulate activity now, and the legislative action that's going to help preserve that market, I think will provide for growth in looking for alternatives and improving costs of production and making sure that this industry 10 years from now will be far more able to stand on its own feet than than it was 10 years ago. And Duffield adds, the growth of alternative feedstocks for biofuels will help in a number of ways. And some of these crops can be grown uh, on lands that are marginal. Uh, they don't need as much um, water and other uh, fertilizer and other inputs. And I think definitely we will see a, a wider distribution of, of these crops grown around the world. And it's going to increase supply and that will start to uh, put downward pressure on these high prices. In the meantime, Urban Chuck says it's important for the biofuels industry to tell its side of the story in the media. Well, really, it comes down to education. It comes down to, to being informative, providing good, solid, uh, objective information with regard to the role that, that, that biofuels play and the role that the demand for the basic commodities play in biofuels and their role in, in, in the overall food sector. It's really communications more than anything else. Keep in mind that we've got some very, very well-funded uh, opposition. The, not everybody's wild about the area issue of biofuels, and uh, and our, our critics are looking for every piece of ammunition they can get, and they don't necessarily let the facts stand in their way. A PDF file of Urban Chuck's report on food and energy prices can be found online by Googling the relative impact of corn and energy prices in the grocery aisle. I'm Cindy Zimmerman. You've been listening to the Domestic Fuel Cast, the official podcast of DomesticFuel.com. Check out the website daily for the latest good news about the alternative energy industry.